How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Coaches, episode number two. Number two? Today's subject is going to be managing yourself. So if you're going to be leading other people, you're going to have to be able to manage and prioritize for yourself first. It's kind of crazy to think about that as coaches, as leaders, we are crazy enough to think that not only can we manage ourselves, but we can help other people live their lives as well. <laughs> that's, that's just part of the, the crazy mentality that we have. Today, we're going to talk about a couple different things that have helped us and helped us develop a philosophy on how to better manage ourselves so that we can lead others. Uh, leading us off is going to be Barry Schwartz. Barry, how are we doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Glad to have our second podcast. Woo-wee. Um, so again, this is all about you and how we can get your mind right, get you focused, and get you moving to the next level, uh, whatever aspect that is for you. Um, we've, we've got a tasteful show today, so I'm, I'm really excited to kind of go over it. Some of the things I want to talk about are goal setting, um, getting your head right. I call it downloading after work. Uh, and Levi's going to bring up some information about a book as well that uh, we'll share with you in, in the comments or uh, quotes below. So first and foremost, you know, we're, we're, today we're talking about managing yourself before you can manage others. So for some of you out there, you've now been put in a position, maybe you're the top salesman at your company, you're the best player on your team, uh, you're the, the smartest person in the room, at least you think you are. So now you're in that position to, to lead other people. Um, a lot of times we find out that when that happens, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you don't even know how to start. So let's kind of talk about, number one, let's set a goal for yourself. A technique I've used for a long time on being, uh, on keeping focus and holding myself accountable, keyword accountability, uh, is something I call is a gold card. It was developed by, I believe, Zig Ziglar. And what this is, is it's, a, it's a, just a little five by eight gold card. And on the top, you write your short-term goals. And on the back side, you write your long-term goals. Ziggy. Zig out the tricks. Ooh, man, I'm going way back in the day. <laughs> uh, so Zig Ziglar, if you, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Google him, research him. He's got, he's got some good tidbits on there. I won't say everything's the best, but... Quick pause, though. Like, if you were born with the name Zig Ziglar, you were just born to lead people. Oh, you're a leader of, you're a leader of people, man. <laughs> Continue. That's like Genghis Khan. <laughs> like if, you, if that's your name, oh my gosh. Anyways, so on this goal card, the first on the front side is my short-term goals. I'm talking about goals from one day to a year, that kind of time span. It can be anything from I want to sell this much or I want to perform this well. I want to lose this much weight in this amount of time. You know, something small, something quick that you can keep your mind focused on day in and day out. You can also make it about personal things, your home life. Whatever that is, this goal card is designed to keep yourself accountable. On the flip side, we're going to talk about from that year and then on. So for me, sometimes it's been uh, I want to be I want to have I want to own a house in five years, or I want to have a kid in six years. You know, whatever that span is, it could be personal, it could be business related, whatever. I like to keep that goal card with me at all times, so that it's it's accessible. When I start getting off my path, I grab my goal card. What do you have to say about goals and kind of getting your mind right and focusing on a, on a goal and maybe even setting a plan for yourself? 
Mr. Levi. <laughs> uh, great stuff, man. I think that in order for us to to get anywhere, we got to know where we're going, right? Where we want to be. Um, I think the hard part with goal setting is I know where I want to get to, where the end game is, but there's a lot of steps along the way. And not every step is going to be uh, a very clear, visible progression. Sometimes there's some lateral moves you have to make in order to keep going. So one of the, the hardest parts is just being able to chart how you're going to get there, right? And knowing that there's going to be certain doors that just get closed in your face. There's going to be certain mistakes that are made. And you got to find a way to just to zig around them. Right, right. Are you to, that to zig, zig, the zig, 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 around things in life. Um, been saying that for years. <laughs> it's coming, coming back. <laughs> so, huh? Yeah, it, from a bask from a coaching standpoint, we talk skill development with a lot of our players. So basketball, obviously, a game of skill. Um, what we really try to do is break it down in a simple process. A big part of the game is being able to shoot, and every player out there would love to be a great shooter. So what does that mean? How does that work? So just a little insight into what we try to teach and what we do is there's layers to becoming a great shooter. Okay, It's about rhythm, it's about repetition, and it's about a feel. All right. So great shooters have a couple things in common. Uh, everybody's form could be slightly different, but what's really going to happen is they're going to be able to shoot the ball straight and high with touch consistently at game speed. All right, and so there's a lot of different ways to do that, but the, the core mechanics are going to be the same. What we like to do is we teach it from four different aspects. So we're going to teach first, we're going to have form shooting. All right, this is just where you're getting a feel for the game, you're getting a feel for your shot, for how the ball's coming off your fingertips and things like that. From there, you want to get some stationary shooting in. Stationary shooting would just be high volume. So volume shooting, high repetition, and just... Not necessarily shots that you're going to get in the game, but they're going to be from spots where you'll shoot in the game. And this is just, again, about building that muscle memory. Third step is that what we want to do is we want to have some type of game shooting. All right. And so now it's not you're not going to get as many reps as your volume shooting, but now you're going to be coming off a screen or sprinting in transition, but they're going to be game-like movements. So the repetitions go down, but these are shots that you'll exactly, you're going to get these exact type of shots in a game scenario. And then the last thing you want to do is some type of conditioning shooting, which is shooting when you're tired, when your legs are feeling a little bit shaky. Um, but all that being said, these are steps in the process to becoming a great shooter, right? So rather than like, I'm just going to go out there and just shoot every day. Well, that's great. That is what you need to do. But there's a, there's a science behind it, right? There's steps, there's progressions. And I think um, it's a similar process for things that we want to accomplish off the court as well. The key for us is to figuring out our role models of people we're trying to get to, what were the steps that they took, right? What were the progressions that they took? Find a way that we can implement that in our life and then move forward. Well, it's, it's funny you said role models. And and there's a lot of what you're talking about, which I can completely relate to. You know, success or, or getting on that goal path isn't a straight line. It goes up, down, loop around, back to the beginning, back five <laughs> paces, and somehow... Um, what I believe is that it, wherever your energy is focused on, that is where you'll see improvement. Totally. So, so for me, it's it's always been, I may take five, ten steps back. My jump shot may be going downhill. My golf swing may be getting worse. <laughs> you know, the negotiations I have with people are getting 
worse and worse and worse. Like I'm not selling anything. I'm not producing anything. But I have this mindset and I've got, I'm focusing my energy on a certain outcome. So something I love to talk about is you may have all the resources available to you, right? You may have a back uh, a backyard where you've got a basketball court. You may have a, 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 an in-law or, or somebody that's part of your company or part of the business that's helping mentor you around, right? Those are a bunch of resources. And if you're a startup, you may have all the capital you need. You may have the right market. But why is it that so many people fail? Why is it so many people don't attain that goal? Yeah. And one of the things that I found is, one, you start letting that energy get focused on other things. That's not a bad thing to say, but it happens. But with your resources that you have available, you as an individual need to be resourceful. So you've got to take advantage of, of what you've got and use it to its fullest limit. Um, and you brought up practicing. It, it, I, I think I remember there was a quote where it was like, like, perfect practice makes a perfect player or something, not this... Not soft practice. It's something like that, right? Like yeah, some, you're in the ball. I'm in the game a little bit. <laughs> so I, I get it, man. I get it. So a lot of times I'll talk to people and say, "Hey, uh, you work nine to five, right? You're working nine to five, and that that's your time frame. That's when you're on on business, blah blah. If you're in sales or if you're anything um, that's that you want to progress further, the people that are becoming more and more advanced are working at seven o'clock." To eight o'clock, right? They're they're putting in those extra couple hours to make to make up time and get ahead. Um, I'm not saying that's right for everybody. I'm not saying you have to worry about that or stress, but just keep that in mind that you know some people wake up in the morning at six o'clock and they're already starting to dial in what's going on. Um, but a large part of all this is where you're focusing that energy. So Levi, tell us a little bit about the the book because I think he talks a lot about in that in that book about how to use your energy to to manage yourself yeah for sure so i mean to put a bow kind of on, on goal setting before we move on i think the main idea is you got to first figure out what you want to accomplish right where you want to get to the second thing you got to figure out is what steps and progressions you need to make and then the third and final step is what daily habits can i take physically and mentally to lock into those progressions to finally get to the end game um but yeah, that's, that's great stuff. So this book, this was a very helpful book for me and I highly recommend it. It's uh, The Power of Full Engagement and it's written by Jim Lower and Tony Schwartz. Dude, there's another Schwartz. That's, <laughs> what I'm talking. that's how you know it's good. As, aside <laughs> from the brilliance, there's no relation to our Barry Schwartz here. No, no that's, uh, not a, that's not a clip or anything. Don't worry. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> no long lost cousins going on here. So... The idea of the book is basically how managing energy helps us reach our potential. Uh, and it's interesting because he, he comes out with the argument, like you're saying, that energy is our main resource, not time. A big part that hit me as a coach and, and, and uh, planning practices is that they said our best work tends to happen in 90 to 120 minute increments. Anything past two hours, our performance and our focus begins to dip drastically in quality. So what they recommend is that you work in short recovery breaks, which are only five to 15 minutes throughout your work day, and that it will pay off in the quality of your work. You're gonna get more done in less time to the best of your ability. And so it's kind of backwards for people that are searching for their potential, right? Those people tend to be kind of grinders. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're just gonna, they kind of lock in and stay in. 
what these guys are saying is by stepping away, you can actually become more productive. Um, but I, I'm actually going to just go through the first paragraph of this book and how it starts off, and this is why it grabbed me. Uh, but go ahead. Go no, ahead. so so I was just going to say, so you said, you know, take that five, 15 minutes. So for those of you that are working, right, you've got 15-minute breaks throughout the day. So instead of taking that 15 minutes going on Instagram and going like, oh, man, like, look at this guy. He's flying jets. You know, take, <laughs> you know, and just doing that self, self-esteem, self self-doubt thing. Damn those jet flyers. Yeah, man. How come? <laughs> He's only 15 years old, and all he does is eat food on YouTube. What is going on? Um, don't let that stuff get to you. On that 15-minute break, that's that's a time for you to just really kind of go, ah. You know, some, I would say just get out of the office, get out of your space, Go walk around, get to get the blood flowing a little bit, and just kind of feel, be you, you know, feel feel you out, and then kind of reset. And when you get back in there, hit it hard. So uh, go for it. Let's let's hear about that that paragraph. Totally. So uh, he gives actually a couple good examples of recovery breaks. Uh, one is is getting a good snack, some fruit, trail mix, something along those lines. Another option he has is going for a walk. Um, Breathing exercises or meditation that we often don't breathe the right way uh, on a regular basis. Stretching, listening to music, reading. Basically anything that gets your mind off of work and energizes you. The reason I love this book, man, it, it's like a, it's like an unsolicited visit from your in-laws. It just smacks you in the face. Right? It just like <laughs> shakes you up. So page one right here. The author said, we live in a digital time. Our rhythms are rushed rapid fire and relentless. Our days are carved up into bits and bites. We celebrate breath rather than depth. Quick reaction more than considered reflection. We skim across the surface, alighting for brief moments at dozens of destinations, but rarely remaining for long at any one. We race through our lives without pausing to consider who we really want to be or where we really want to go. We're wired up, but we're melting down. You know what? You know what this kind of feels like. It feels like if we're talking about managing yourself and getting yourself mentally prepared. What I'm gleaming from this is is balancing that stress, right? I mean, you're you're talking about all these different aspects of balancing stress. How can you how can you take a moment to go be yourself and and while you're in this environment and and work it? I mean, that's something that I've found as a athlete as a employee as a owner as a coach as a manager that stress is such a key factor in your life in hey guys this is levi here and uh, i'm interrupting what was sure to be an inspirational thought from none other than barry schwartz himself Uh, unfortunately in our second episode we did lose some audio due to some technical difficulties uh, and so what I wanted to do was just take a second here and kind of fill you in on where the conversation was going so that you won't be lost in the second half of the podcast. We appreciate you guys listening and thanks for your patience. For me, my biggest fear as a coach has to do with managing my energy. Uh, my big fear is that I oftentimes give the best of myself and the best of my my energy to everybody in my life except my family. You see, as a coach and a leader, uh, I'm sure that you guys can relate. For those of you that care about what you do and care about the people that you work with, when you're in the moment at practice or in a meeting, you can't help but give 
everything you have to give. You, you take pride in it. You, you care about the people that are there. You want to invest in them. And so you give the best of yourself in that moment. The risk of this is, of course, that by the time you get home, you could experience burnout. And your family, the people that mean the most to you, get a sea level of engagement from you. And as a coach, that's always been my biggest fear. And I'm trying to do a better job of managing that energy and that resource so that your family isn't the ones who uh, who get less of you because of what you're trying to accomplish outside of the home. We'll uh, get back into the conversation here, and thanks for listening. Getting that time away just mentally, 5 to 15 minutes, so that you're not burnt out, so that when I get onto the court at practice, I can give the best of myself. I can be in it with the team, you know, mentally, physically. I'm giving them what I have to give. And that way when I get home, I can still be dad. You yeah. know, I can still wrestle with the kids and, and swim and do whatever whatever we're going to do. I'm there and engaged. I'm not sitting there on a the couch like I'm burnt out, right? Right. So well, that's that's the stereotypical thing, right? You uh, Spouse works all day, comes home, expects a meal done. Kids, <laughs> doesn't even want to talk to the kids, sits on the couch, Cracks open a beer. Cracks the beer. Yeah. Now, yeah. who am I to say there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, I, I, I don't want to be the, the one to say how you should live your life and stuff. But I would say for me, a technique I've used and I've practiced um, is called downloading. So downloading to me is it's that moment when I've clocked out, I've said my goodbyes, we, we locked the door, and it's that drive from work or maybe the walk for some of you from work back home. And in that time frame, I do different things occasionally, but in that time frame is when I let go, right? I, I download what happened at work and every, all the, the politics that I'm playing, all the people that I've talked to and all the stress there. I try and just absorb it, realize what happened. And by the time I get home, that's all been done. So there's no, there's no reason for me to go back and say, and relive those moments. I'm home. I'm home, Barry. Right. So now, 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 this new energy has to come into play, and that energy is being there for my spouse, being there for my son. Am I like that 100 percent of the time? Hell no. Some some days, even if it was a slow day at work, some days I come home and I'm like, dude, I just like the last thing I want to do is hang out with all of you. I just want to sit on the couch, drink a beer, have a hot dog, and like chill. But that's yeah. that's not always the case, right? So we sometimes got, you just gotta go home and play some Call of Duty. Call of Duty, it's oh my just, gosh, it's just the way it goes. You know what I've been doing? I've been, I've, you know, and that's part of that's part of just kind of managing yourself is having a, a certain type of hobby, something that's different from anything else you've done. And to be honest, something for me is baking. Like it's it's an offshoot. I Barry, know. I'm I I am like turning into a, a Julia Childs all of a sudden, <laughs> but. I made cookies one time, and everybody loved these cookies, and now it's like, okay, I made cookies, maybe I can make cupcakes. Oh, I can make cupcakes? What if I can make a cake? Fail at making cakes right now, so that's my my, my energy. <laughs> I got to make a better cake. I got to figure it out. Waffles, I got hey, down. Whatever works, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to look. Hey, if you want to be the new Martha Stewart... Who's, who am I to stop you? I'm cool with being Martha Stewart, minus the jail time. I'm not, in, I'm not into that. Just got to be careful what you put in those cakes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Nowadays, you can put almost anything in those cakes. True. But uh, Valid point. Uh, so, I mean, something else you were talking about was 
was you in this book and what you told me was utilizing stress, mm-hmm. right? And and actually yeah. kind of playing the difference of just maintaining stress and keeping a zen-like motion throughout your life, but using stress to to really kind of make yourself perform. Can you kind of elaborate a, a little bit more on what he has to say about it? Yeah, no, he's he, they, the authors do a great job because they make a good point of you know look physically when we're working out, it, it's common sense that okay if I need to push a little bit harder, get out of my comfort zone, and then tomorrow after I recover, my comfort zone is now expanded. I'm a little bit stronger, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit faster, whatever the case may be. And so it's not it's not a crazy idea to think like, hey, I just got to get out of my comfort zone physically in order to improve. When you work out, you're physically tearing your body down, right? Like you're actively tearing muscles and you're you're hurting your body, but it's in a productive way because you when you get stronger, it's from recovery. Right. So you're actually getting stronger the day or two after the workout, right? Well, it's the same for us mentally, right? If our if the mind is the biggest muscle, the strongest muscle in the body, if we believe that, then we have to push it a little bit outside of its comfort zone in order for there to be improvement, right? And so one example of that is us doing this podcast, right? I've never done a podcast before or anything like that, but me and you are just kind of putting ourselves out there, trading ideas and hoping to meet new people throughout it. Um, there's a comfort zone there, right? And so by us just having these conversations, I'm a little bit outside of my comfort zone and trying to expand that, right? And as right. the weeks go, we get better at it and there you go. Um, but from a coaching standpoint, it's a lot of the times that's difficult. Is like, for instance, every coach has a certain style of play, offensively or defensively. There's certain things that like, look, I know this offense, I love this offense. I truly believe in it. It's the most effective way to play. But this season, our team, the strengths are not for this offense. It's just not. If I if we play that way, we're going to be at a C level of what we could be. So now I have to get out of my comfort zone as a coach. Maybe this is a different system that I played in. It's a different system that I've studied. So now I'm having to adjust because it's what's best for the team. And what's going to happen is at the end of that season, I'm going to have a whole seasons of experience with a brand new system. I'm going to learn the ups and downs of it. I'm not going to have it perfected, but I'm going to be better at it because I got out of my comfort zone. Right. Right. When it comes to business, now, a style of play for basketball on the grand scale, I think, is not that important. But I'm curious from your standpoint where if you have to make an adjustment and get out of your comfort zone because of differences at work or new situations, how do you go about that? Because the stakes are much higher. Well... You know, everything's kind of a, a fight or flight situation. I mean, if you go down to the foundation of human or animal behavior, it's a fight or flight. So something happens at work or something's happening with your company or with the people you're managing or in general, you find yourself back against the wall, mm-hmm. right? And, and at that moment, and I'm sure our listeners and, and you've experienced it yourself, Levi, when your back's against the wall, you've got two options. One, I can I can continue this, you know, continue, or I've and and kind of push forward, or I'm just gonna I'm flying, man. Like I'm gonna go find something else that that I can do. Um, what's great is to have those options. Yeah, <laughs> it's better. I'd rather have those options than, than just be told this is how it is. Mm-hmm. That's what's great about being you. So when your back's against the wall, you've and, and stuff isn't going right. That's when these sprints, where you use that your energy where you're using stress to kind of make you perform comes into massive play, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. So I've, I've had experiences where 
um, you know, a large part of my background is sales. So I'm at the end of a month or the end of the year and we are not hitting our numbers. Like we are far behind on our numbers and it's getting to the point where I'm going, uh, I, I'm, I'm done, right? So at that point, at that moment, I'm saying I'm either done and I'm out or I'm, I'm done and I got to fully commit 100%, 110%, whatever you want to use to push me to the next level. And I think, I believe everybody has that in them. Everybody can do that, and everybody's done it in finals week, right? Mm -hmm. In in, in finals week, in high school, in college, in finals week, have you ever, like, sat there and went, oh, my gosh, I've got five tests in one day. Yeah. I have to know, I have to know, like, calculus, the history of of ancient civilization, and, like, everything about Shakespeare, (laughs) you know, on top of everything else. And that's, that's what you've got, and you just go, oh, my gosh, like, I'll never get through it. It's funny because we've all had these experiences and you've all gotten through it. Some with flying colors, some with not so much flying colors, but nonetheless, you got through it. So we use those moments and we use that, that uh, adrenaline rush to kind of help get our minds right and go, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. Something that, that I like to do and, and that actually one of my employees brought up was she goes in the mirror every day. And she, she looks at herself in the mirror and she says, I got this. She actually says, I got this girl. So she, she's... I do the same. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, you know, you can do whatever you want, man. <laughs> uh, no, but she, she's, she's trying to self-motivate herself when times are stressful or when times are, are maybe not performing. So I would say in, in those type of situations, it happens every day and you've just got to go, I'm going to use this energy and use this stress to push myself to the next level. And one of the ways to recuperate from that is sleeping, right? I mean, you can attest to this too as an athlete. If you're not getting enough sleep, now maybe in those times you can't get sleep, that happens. But if you're not getting enough sleep, you've you've got to figure out ways to do it. One of the ways I've done it and I've practiced is I do what's called a power nap. Love it. So instead of taking that hour-long lunch that I have, I'll take 30 minutes of it, and that's where I take a power nap. Just put a 30-minute timer. I'm going to pass out, and I'm going to reset. Nine times out of ten, I wake up from that power nap uh, really angry for some reason. Like, I wake up like... (laughs) That allows me to take like another... Too much power in Yeah, I've got way too much power going on. Um, But most most of the time, in all honesty, most of the time after that power nap, um, I wake up rejuvenated and like I've kind of got more of a second win when I come back into play so in those high performing jobs or even even those high performing professions this is a practice that they use um, and it's just kind of an instant reset during the day got to get got to get the stress off and just get back into it yeah love it man and that that's just a way of that's your version of productive downtime right? yeah You're kind that's, of, that's what works for you you get away from work a little bit refresh your mind and that way when you come back you can hit it hard right you know and i think that's important for all of us to to find those outlets and just to find those ways where we can be productive with our downtime so we can come back and give the best version of ourselves as we uh get close to wrapping up here any final thoughts barry on managing yourself so that you can better lead others i would say um one of the most uh hard things to do is or hard things that have been put on us is 
looking up to certain role models. Um, I love role models. I think they're great, but we do too much stress on ourselves to be like them. You know, from basketball, like like Mike. Yeah. I want to be like Mike. Right. Uh, you aren't Mike. <laughs> you aren't Michael Jordan. I found that the hard way. Yeah, right? You are not <laughs> Michael Jordan. You're not Jeff Bezos. You're, you're not Oprah Winfrey. You're not these people. You're you. So when you're managing yourself, be you. Don't go out there and, and think you're think you're Tony Robbins, right? Just go out there and be yourself and and understand what you're capable of. And at certain points, use use these things that we've talked about to maybe progress yourself. Not yourself to be like Oprah Winfrey, even though there's positive and negative things about that. I would say use that stuff to be who you are. That's what I got to close out with today, baby. Hey, swinging for the fences. I love it. Trying. Um, yeah, well, no, I appreciate your time. That was uh, that was awesome. To our listeners, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, this is going to wrap up episode number two. We will have some information on the book. Again, highly recommended. It is The Power of Full Engagement by Jim Lohr and Tony Schwartz. We'll put a link to it uh, in the description below. Thank you guys for your time. Barry, final words? Yeah, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you... Please reach out to us. We have an email account. It's uncommoncoaches at gmail.com. If you want us to talk about anything, if you want to uh, maybe submit something so that we can interview, we'd love to do it. Uh, we're always looking for uncommon coaches out there to kind of give us their two cents on how you can lead yourself, lead people, do whatever it is you do best. So thank you so much. Exactly. I mean, we're here to learn from you guys and just to to interact with as many people as we can who can offer their unique perspectives. So we're also on Twitter at Uncommon Coaches, um, and we will put the links to all that in the description. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you guys next time.